Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quick Home Studios. Rocket Mortgage, they're with you every step of the way to provide a seamless mortgage experience. It's Ken Carvin on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Got some opportunities for Josh Rosen, but I say that with some carefulness. Coming up at 1120 also, I think it's going to be time the NFL finally sends a message, and they can do so because you will always support them. Good, bad, it doesn't matter. You have always supported the NFL. More on that coming up in a moment, but let's get to Evan Silva, Roto World. Find him on Twitter, at Evan Silva. And I like to build up guests because I always say they're the greatest at this, and they do this, and sometimes people think it's disingenuous. I'll put my name out there. Evan Silva is one of my favorite guests. He gets it. He's fun. He he talks about a cocoon. I don't necessarily know what he means by the cocoon, so I might ask him that by the end of the interview. But Evan Silva joins us on the show, and I thank him for it. Hello, Evan. What's up, Ken? How you doing, man? I'm doing wonderful. Can I ask you a question that a caller asked me because I ran out of time when I was trying to answer him? You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Jason in Alabama asked about Jeffrey Simmons. He's a Titans fan. He's like, you know what? I get A.J. Brown. I I get the pick with Nate Davis. Good offensive lineman. Solid. But you're in a weird holding pattern with Tennessee because they're trying to compete. But Jeffrey Simmons is the guy who will start the season where you got to watch where he is physically and then eventually bring him into the fold. Yeah, my impression of it, you know, initially – was that, and I mean, everything's very immediate reaction. I mean, we don't have any time to even let anything sink in, you know, but my initial reaction to it was that the Titans are kind of overestimating the roster that they have right now. I mean, they don't even have a quarterback signed for the 2020 season. I I thought that Drew Locke was a guy that they might look at with that 19th overall pick. Um, He wound up plummeting, so I think it was 42nd to Denver, um, but, yeah, I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is very unlikely to help you in 2019. And you're, you immediately bur- – you know, you're burning a year of his rookie contract, you know, mm-hmm. just by drafting him. I mean, you're, you're losing 25% of his four-year rookie deal. And, then of course, you get the option to keep him at, you know, for, to be a top ten highest-paid player in year five at his position. Um, but yeah, that, that was a, I didn't like that pick, but by the Titans with that said, he mm-hmm. was a guy that, you know, from a, a lot of people that I talked to, I mean, he was a, a top five player on just in terms of pure talent on a lot of teams draft boards. So, you know, there's, there's definitely some, some give and take there with, with Jeffrey Simmons, but, um, the fact of the matter is you're not going to get anything from him in year one. Evan Silva joining us on the show. All right, what'd you think of the Kyler Murray pick number one overall? And then what do you think of Josh Rosen? Yeah, I mean, I think that Josh Rosen became a sunk cost for the Cardinals as soon as they, number one, got the number one overall pick and then hired Cliff Kingsbury, uh, an air raid coach, and Kyler Murray just better fits their offense. I mean, I don't think that that's a false narrative at all. I think that Kyler Murray is a way better fit 
for Cliff Kingsbury's offense than Josh Rosen ever could have been. Uh, with that said, I think that the, the Dolphins did make a pretty smart move. I mean, they gave up, what, pick number 62, I believe it was, to go get Josh Rosen. You know, the Cardinals already paid all of his bonus money at the beginning of the deal. So the, Car- so the Dolphins acquired him, uh, and they're going to pay him $6.3 million over the next three years. I mean, that's a cheap backup at worst. So you're, you're getting like a pretty good floor from Josh Rosen, and then there's a chance that he could become a franchise quarterback. I think it's kind of small. I think it's 10 to 15% that Josh Rosen could maybe become a true franchise quarterback. But still, I mean, that's kind of within his range of potential outcomes. And at very worst, you're getting a cheap backup quarterback for the next three years. It seems to be backwards, though, a little bit, though, Evan, because we've seen basically all quarterbacks – they get drafted, and it's like, well, if this if this head coach can't cut the mustard, we're going to find somebody else because we believe this guy's the most talented overall. We saw the first yeah. two guys go off the board, uh, at least to the quarterback position, and you just mentioned K- uh, Kingsbury and Kyler, and you're dead on about that. Then Daniel Jones goes, and basically that's because of fit as well. This was a little bit different this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Daniel Jones pick was, was interesting. You know, it was kind of telegraphed, like – the Giants have some serious leak, leakage, you know, in terms of information, serious leak problems in, in their headquarters. I mean, people knew that the Giants, I mean, he, he came on the radar for the Giants like a month and a half before the draft. I mean, you got Charles Robinson from Yahoo out here reporting that Daniel Jones, the number one quarterback on the Giants board, you know, um, a week or two before the draft, like, they've got some serious problems that, that they need to fix, like with just information getting out of their headquarters. Hmm. Yeah, I, I think that's, well, yeah, I got to take that, Evan. Evan Silva joining us on the show. What's the team that benefited themselves the most in the draft? Who are you most impressive with, impressed with, at least for the first two days? Um, I mean, I like teams that trade down. So, uh, because I, that, you know, I think that that is a, I mean, that's a style of drafting that, like, the Patriots have really benefited from over the years. And so I really like the, the Seahawks' approach to that, moving down. I mean, they need more picks. I think they began the draft with, what, like four or five draft picks total. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, I didn't you know, necessarily like the pick that they made, L.J. Collier, defensive end out of TCU, but I do think he's probably going to help their rotation up front. Uh, but I, I like their approach. Uh, the Colts also did this. And I think that Chris Ballard has really emerged as one of the best GMs in the NFL over the last couple of years. Um, yeah, I, I would be very excited to be, to be a Colts fan. And I, I like what the Dolphins have done. I mean, they have, you know, especially with Christian Wilkins at number 13, given themselves some, some long-term building blocks. And, you know, I think that, that that risk that they took on Josh Rosen, I think that that was worth it. Well, aren't you pro-tank? <laughs> I mean, I don't. Call it tanking, okay, Ken? I call it making uh, short-term sacrifices for long-term gains. What what I think is kind of interesting Wait a damn, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that or is that not the definition of tanking, Evan? (laughs) I mean, you, you, well... I think that, I mean, you're not telling your players to go lose, right? You're not of course, of course, of course. Lose. But yeah, I mean, there are some potentially beneficial fallouts that come from, you know, fallout uh, consequences that come from, 
you know, maybe not fielding the best possible roster in the short term. Look, Ken, in, in the real world, in the real world, this is a strategy that is very much like lauded and praised, you know, saving money in the short term. And then, you know, all of a sudden you, you go and make a good investment. Let's say you buy a house. Mm-hmm. You know, this is mm-hmm. what the Dolphins are going to try to do. They're, you know, they're going to save money. They are going to um, hoard cap space. You know, they have been trading down. They have, you know, they traded Ryan Tannehill. They traded, you know, Robert Quinn. They got extra, you know, future draft picks. They just picked up a 2020 second rounder and they are making short-term sacrifices intended to get long-term gains. That is a strategy that is praised in the real world. I, I think that it should be praised in football too, because I think it's a good strategy. Well, then you bring in Rosen. Well, how do you feel about Rosen? Do you think Josh is pretty decent? Do you think he can revitalize his career? Look, the guy was a top 10 pick this mm-hmm. last year. He, they fired the offensive coordinator. He was so bad. Mike McCoy was so bad. They fired him during the season. He's out here running bunch formations in, you know, 2018. And, you know, running, like running David Johnson. David Johnson is a great space back. That running him behind the, the guards, I mean, the guards who were injured, like their guards weren't even healthy. They were on their, their second and third string guards. He's, he's running David Johnson behind the backup guards. Like, I mean, so he winds up getting fired. You know, the, I mean, Steve Wilkes, the head coach, got fired after one year. You could not have drawn up a worse scenario for Josh Rosen. With that said, he did not really play very well, you know, in, in, independently of all that. Uh, so I think that, you know, last year, if you just go back and look at historically top 10 quarterback picks, their hit rate is like 38 to 42%. Um, yeah. So I think we've got to drop it down a little bit, you know, after seeing his year one performance. But, yeah, I mean, I still think that he can be – I still think he's got a shot. Well, we look at next year's draft class, and it's from Tuatega Vailoa. Then you got Justin Herbert in there. There's yep. there's definitely a distinct possibility those guys get get, get ripped off one two three. If we're going by the short term, and I dig what you're saying because you know you and I have gone back and forth with Sashi Brown and everything like that. What if they find themselves in a scenario where hey you kind of won too many games? You want to be able to get the pick of the litter if you're going to go really about this. You got to go the whole way, don't you? Uh, they're they're not going to win any games. I mean they're. Still with Josh Rosen, they're not going to win any games? No, 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 no. I mean, first of all, I think that they're going to probably start Fitzpatrick. Um, and I think that Rosen will probably play at some point. But, I mean, they're, man, their supporting cast is so bad. They're, look at their offensive line. Like, oh, it's not good. It's not good. No, but it's I, I, And so it's not bad. about – so you think it could be a one or two win season for them is what you're yes. thinking? Okay. Yes. Because when the when the schedules come out, I know that most people when the schedules come out, they're they're more generous than they are. But four and twelve, I'm thinking, well, maybe four and twelve ain't good enough. But everybody's going to have injuries, so so maybe you end up being right about that. And I don't want, I just want Josh Rosen to really be given a fair shake out of all this, Evan. Yeah, I, I really yeah, do. I, I yeah, I I, I I think it's too early to 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 go in the other direction there. And I found myself defending him this morning just because I think that some of the stuff that's been said about him is outrageous. Yeah, it's. I mean, pe- there are, are people that really, really don't like him. And I mean, it's not like he's, you know, out here, you know, creating a stink in the media or anything at all. But yeah, I mean, there's definitely a feeling amongst a lot of people that they they just don't like Josh Rosen. 
Um, I, 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 but I'm with you, man. I, I would like to see him get a fair shake. I don't think anybody associated with the Dolphins is going to get a fair shake until 2020, though, because I think that they're, you know, they're saving money in 2019. You know, they're, they're taking that yeah. short-term, short-term uh, sacrifices for long-term game approach. Rams took Daryl Henderson. Evan Silva joining us on the show. Rams took Daryl Henderson, third round. Nice running back out of Memphis. They say it's not because they're afraid of Todd Gurley. Do you agree with them, or do you believe them? Oh, it's getting harder and harder to believe them. You know, anything that they say about Todd Gurley uh, at this point. I mean, they, they also, you know, the Lions signed their number two running back, Malcolm Brown, to a restricted free agent offer sheet, and they trade up to go get another back. I mean, this is... Like if, you, if you own, you know, Todd Gurley in like a dynasty fantasy football league, like I would be shaking in my boots. I mean, there's, there's something up here and, you know, they're making a lot of moves at the running back position that would worry me about the, the, the short and long-term health of Todd Gurley. Evan Silva joining us on the show. Who's your top fantasy player now? What? I mean, just uh, overall number one, overall, who do, who do they got to take? Uh, it's going to be Saquon Barkley. Number one overall? I think you're right about yep. that. Well, how yep. soon do you think Daniel Jones is going to play for that team? That's a good question. Um, I thought it was interesting that Eli Manning uh, quit his uh, weekly appearance on Mike Francesa's show um, because you know he doesn't know if he's going to be the starter each week. So um, I thought that that was kind of an interesting, you know, kind of behind-the-scenes development there. I, I mean, I still think that Eli Manning is going to play – this season, but it's going to come down to wins and losses. Hey, I mean, if they start out two and six, you know, there's increasing chance that we see Daniel Jones. I I still think that Eli probably starts all 16 this year. I don't think they're going to be that bad. They've got a pretty friendly schedule. Um, I think they're going to be around 500, you know, but Hey, if they Mm -hmm. start one in seven or something, like we're probably going to see Daniel Jones. Do you, uh, you're pretty good at working people into a shoot. Do you really believe that Mike Francesa is a shadow GM of the Giants? <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it, it's just, you know, to some extent it's just having fun. But, um, but, but I do, but I mean, if you go back and watch like the, uh, the Mike and it's, the Mad Dog uh, 30 It's uncanny. Yeah. It, some of the stuff, and I've seen it, yeah. Evan, some of it really is uncanny. I got to admit. Like some of it is like, well, that's that looks like more than a coincidence right there. I'll even yeah. admit that. It's Look, some of that good go stuff. Go back and watch the the Mike and the Mad Dog thirty thirty on ESPN, which by the way is a great great show. Just you know, yeah. in general, um, I mean, they have you know Brian Cashman, the Yankees GM, on there. They have John Mayer, the Giants owner, and I mean, there are quotes from those guys saying that yeah, they moved the needle. Or, you know, they moved the needle, Mike and the Mad Dog, and. Um, I have no doubt about it. I mean, they, there's a very famous story where uh, Mets GM Steve Phillips, uh, he went on to Mike and the Mad Dog show, and he uh, said that there's no way that Mike Piazza will ever be a Met. And then apparently Mike and the Mad Dog got weaned up from uh, Mike Piazza's agent that Mike Piazza really wanted to be become a Met. And mm-hmm. uh, they let, uh, was, it, was it Nelson Doubleday, the, the Mets chairman, know that and the Mets wound up like Nelson Doubleday overruled Steve Phillips and they wound up acquiring Mike Piazza. <laughs> Evan Silva joining us on the show. Hey real quick, what's and I'll let you go. What does cocoon yeah. mean? 
No, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, you know, an idea that, you know, in, in one, like, business venture, which the NFL is very much that, um, just that there's an, like a, a notion amongst the people involved in that business that, you know, they have all the answers and people who are not, in, you know, not directly involved in that business, they don't, they have, they have no clue. And I think that that's actually um, a oh. phenomenon that occurs in a lot of businesses. It's not yeah. just solely in the NFL. But yeah, I mean, you, you, you can see examples of that wherever you look with the NFL, you know, with people involved with the NFL or that, ha- that have had involvement with the NFL, kind of pretending that they know everything and then, you know, outsiders kind of don't know anything. You're a wonderful man, Evan. I love having you on. Thank you so much for the time. I know we went a little bit long with you, but I do appreciate it. Find this guy on Twitter, at Evan Silva. Evan Silva, Roto World, one of the finest. All the best, buddy. Thanks, Ken. Take it easy, man. You too. Evan Silva joining us on the show. 855-2124-CBS. A thought on that when we come back, because I like this opportunity for Josh Rosen. I think I'm fearful, though, for Dolphins fans. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Who do you think sucks? Who do you think's good when it came to the NFL draft? Also, it's starting today at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. Join CBS Sports Network on the pitch as they bring you live coverage of the USA Rugby Division 1A semifinals. Only on the 24-hour home of CBS Sports. CBS Sports Network. Go ahead and read that stupidity that you just read out there, Tom. Go ahead and tell the world what you just heard. I don't know if it's stupidity. I don't want to be mean-spirited, but you know what the hell with them. I'm going to be mean-spirited. account specifically under the bus, but an account came up on my Twitter timeline. Under the bus it goes. Twitter timeline with a grade of the Bills 96 pick, a Bills fan account with the grade of the Bills 96 pick of tight end Dawson Knox from Mississippi. They gave the grade an A+. Okay. First off, this you're the, the only person to say Mississippi. Just say Ole Miss. Okay, so from, from Ole Miss. He, he, they gave the grade the, the pick an A-plus grade. Pick number 96, Dawson Knox, tight end Ole Miss. Okay, you want to know Dawson Knox's career touchdown total yeah, tell me, in Division One football? Zero. <laughs> he has never caught a touchdown pass. And you give this pick an A plus, ninety six overall. So, I'm no, nothing against Tony Austin Andrews. Knox. I just find that to be a very, very <laughs> strong grade. Well, you try to tell me that a fan account for the Bills said that the number ninety six picks an A plus. Get the hell out of here, Tom. I know it sounds like it shouldn't be surprising, but what is the point of doing grades if you're just going to be like A plus? Because it's A plus. There's no point of doing grades. There's be, no point. They're going to be people calling, it's, screaming oh up that God. oh, the AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and Demarcus Lodge took all his touchdowns. Okay, that's the fun of the draft, folks. Let's that's give it an A-. why the then. NFL. Yes, that's what. That doesn't matter. That's why the NFL is cornered the market. Don't you see? Don't you see, Tom? You see, Tom. You I have definitely vision. see. You're it. not stupid. They You're turned, no dummy. They turned Nashville into a one huge citywide exactly. party. Exactly. Exactly. Is Dawson Knox even on this sheet? I don't even know if he's on this sheet. Oh, here he is. What sheet are you he played operating nine on? Ga- he played in nine games this year. He caught 15 catches for 284 yards. He's from Brentwood, Tennessee. A plus. Not the other Brentwood. 15. 15 receptions, 
15. A plus grade. A plus, baby. A bleeping plus. Don't you get I mean, you get it. I get it. It, it doesn't matter. See, this is the beauty of it. What what the NFL draft is done, this is so brilliant. Pete Rizzell, I'll give ESPN credit because they did it first and, and 40 years ago, and boy, they'll probably sue me if I don't give them credit. You've created an industry. You've created a way of life. They've created jobs out of this. What's this fan account called? What's it called? I don't know. It already moved on. We need to you do already that. moved I, on. Yeah. Billsfanaccount.com. <laughs> I don't know if this guy, whoever runs it, is drawing a paycheck or whatever. Hopefully he can monetize it somehow. I don't want to throw the kid under the bus or the guy under the bus or whatever it is. Don't you see? Because anybody, we look forward to the draft because if your team sucks, it's your Super Bowl. And I've been there. God, have I been there. And then everybody else, you're just, you want to hear good news. And it sucks. I don't want to sit there, oh, Dawson Knox sucks. Who knows? He's not going to be the next Gronk. He might be. I don't think he will be. No, he won't. No, we don't won't. even need to oh, predict he's six, seven, the future. So he'll be, yeah, he'll that's be the not next what this is about. I'm with you. We don't even need to predict the future. It's more of just like, what are you basing... What are you ba- bracing this level of excitement on a third round well, pick on who had 15 he, catches in his he, last year? He'd have, he, but that's the thing. He'd have more yards if AJ Brown didn't take all yeah, the catches exactly. and yards away from him. Don't you DK see? DK Metcalf wasn't Don't streaking down the sideline. He, exactly. All the throws would have gone to Knox. David Boston Metcalf catching all his passes. <laughs> he could. Okay, that might be under the belt. But however. He caught all his passes. So don't you understand? Dawson Knox is going to be the next big thing. You got to save this audio because if this guy becomes an all pro, we got to replay this whole segment all over again. It's nothing against Dawson Knox. It's that in the NFL and especially with the draft, if you are a fan of the teams, there are, there are certain fan bases. Notoriously, they hate all their picks. Jets fans. Tom's one of them. Browns fans always think that they're going to be great. Most people always think they're going to be great. So it, it is an easy way that anybody who would have any question about somebody's going to give it an A plus, and you're going to feel better about it. The Jets actually did really well this year, and it looks like they might fire their general manager. Yeah, that's what you, which is as about as Jets as it gets. That's the best thing ever. Fireman Ed's going to have to retire again for the eighth time. He's the Brett Favre of fans. But when you have the draft, it just creates this industry of fun. It, it creates this this overall feeling of just greatness that your team is going to be the next thing. And you, what you have done, you have sold hope to teams that don't have any. Most teams that have good, strong general managers keep them, have good team presidents, have good ownership. They keep all those things. And those teams notoriously are at the top. You have less parity in the NFL than you have in the other sports, and they're the ones with the salary cap. Quote, unquote, the hard cap, even though I still think it's a myth. You're listening to Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. 20 minutes away. I tried to tell you last week you just didn't want to believe me about Russell Westbrook, so I'll go ahead and I'll take my victory lap. Also, when are we just going to admit that we took our LeBron aggression out on Kevin Durant? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Five burning questions coming up at 12.20 p.m. Eastern. Also, Matt Snyder is going to join us. We'll talk baseball with him, especially Tim Anderson threw his bat again, which nobody wanted to notice this time. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. is taking the NBA or taking Major League Baseball by storm. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line, 855-212-4227. It's brought to you by GEICO. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to GEICO. Go to GEICO.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on car insurance. It's a better way than anybody else. Finishing up on Rosen real quick. I, I worry for I worry for Dolphins fans because the Dolphins are trying to do the same thing the Browns did. Evan Silva just joined us. He is a proponent of 
short-term losing for the long-term investment, also known as tanking, even though he didn't want to call it tanking. Because when we say, quote-unquote, that, well, you're not going to tell your players to lose, well, no one's going to tell your players to lose. They're still fighting for jobs, and, and they want to surprise everybody. But what the Dolphins are doing is the same thing the Browns did a couple of years ago to try to reset the entire franchise. You've been trying to go at different quarterbacks, John Beck, Chad Henney, and Chad Henney every now and then could have a 300, 400-yard game. That was a weird thing about Chad Henney's career. But you've tried to put that that Band-Aid on it, and you tried to take Ryan Tannehill 8th overall a couple of years back, and there's so many things that just it, it doesn't work out in your favor. And so the only way to do it, after all the general managers are done, it's the same. It's basically the same premise as what we saw in Goodfellas. You had a fire, bleep you, pay me. And when you can't borrow another loan or borrow another dollar from the bank, you can't take out another buck, you burn the place out. All the general managers, a couple of different owners, how many different quarterbacks, how many different head coaches, it's all there. And then finally, we're going to have a reset. I hope Brian Flores lives through it. I hope Greer lives through it. Greer seems to be a pretty good general manager. I thought this move with Rosen was a good move. It, it throws you off just a bit because... If you're going to do this, you got to commit to the bit. And I can't guarantee it. You see what the Browns did with Baker Mayfield. This is going to be a put-up-or-shut-up year. They're talking a lot of mess. Greedy Williams was on the network yesterday. Said that they were going to go to the, they were going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They just drafted him. Maybe a young, excitable young man. Maybe that can be put to that. But those words are going to be used against them in a court of football at some point. So for... For the Dolphins, if you're going to do it and you're going to go like the Browns did, you got to go the whole way. And even that's not guaranteed. If the Browns would have taken Sam Darnold, I don't think that you have Odell Beckham Jr. this year. I don't think that you have some of the expectations. I don't think Freddie Kitchens has a job as a head coach in the NFL. There's a lot of, if they would have done something different at number one overall last year, the butterfly effect is unreal. It's totally different from anything that we've seen. And I look at the Dolphins in the same prism. You've made these moves. I know you don't want to use the T word. I respect you for that. And certainly, Brian Flores, I respect you for that. I know you don't want to do it. But if you're going to do this, and I think that you don't want to do it, or at least you don't want to say you do it, if you're going to do this, you got to go the whole way. you got to make it worth your while. Whether it be from Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, one of those three guys, whichever one is the cream at the crop, then you take that guy and away you go and see which way it works. And if it doesn't, it could be disastrous and could alienate your fan base even more. You don't have to do it two years like the Browns did it. You can do it one year, but now that you have Josh Rosen, I think it's going to cause a pretty interesting conversation. They could be a little bit better. The supporting cast, the way exactly like Evan Silva said, is still not that good but you don't want to find yourself in there as maybe a five-win team. Maybe you caught a couple of teams on injuries. You don't want to be a four or five-win team and be sitting there at number three, number four in the draft, and you don't have the pick of the litter. And the top teams more than likely will be taking a quarterback there and another good, what we anticipate, and you know there's going to be another one, which helps you, but what we anticipate to be a good, strong quarterback draft. So even though I defend Josh Rosen, I defend what he's had to deal with. I think a lot of crap's been laid on his front doorstep that is not his fault. 
he'll still probably be moved on from again, and they'll still probably commit to it because they've already made this type of investment on what type of team they're going to be in 2019, and it ain't going to be a contender. 855-2124-CBS. It's time the NFL sends a message. The NFL owns us. Everything the NFL does, we create something out of it. The schedule came out last week. I started it off. I said those magnificent bastards at the NFL, they did it again. Before we look at the schedule in the newspaper, back when newspapers were still a thing, sad to say, but true, back when newspapers were still a thing, we'd look at it and we'd go, oh, well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, maybe 9 and 7, we'll see the way it is. And that was the end of it. Maybe a couple of radio show hosts played the schedule game. Maybe they did it on purpose because they were hacks, or maybe they did it in jest because they tried to have some fun with it. But other than that, that's what it was. The other night, last week, leaks are coming out. People are getting excited. People are debating whether or not the leaks are real. People are looking forward to Sunday night football and and what's going to be on with Jim Nance and Tony Romo, that game of the week. What about Joe Buck and and Troy Aikman and whatever ESPN decides to trot out this year? People are going to love those type of things and look forward to it. And all of a sudden, when the schedule is released, it becomes a thing. Ten years ago, it was nothing. The combine 20 years ago was something that was done in secrecy, like it was the skull and bones. Now, wall-to-wall coverage. Guys like DK Metcalf become superstars for a weekend. Then they're taken at the back end of the second round. And we debate whether or not guys are workout warriors or whether or not guys are actually really, really good players. Who's the next Mike Mamula? Who's the next Hall of Famer? The NFL creates that. And so that's why it made me so upset where... The NFL just passes the buck. What comes out with Tyreek Hill? A nasty bit of audio that I'm not going to play. It's disgusting. An ugly argument between a man and his fiancée, his his girlfriend, somebody who has had his children, where she basically admits on this audio tape that she told, told tales to the DA for him. He turns around and he threatens her. This is about their child. We're talking about a three-year-old toddler. And as a parent of three-year-old toddlers, yes, it's frustrating. But you also know that, yeah, there are times where they might do a couple of things to get your goat here and there. But 99% of it, it is not anywhere what you're going to see later on in life. I understand that if my son does anything out of spite, I'm only scratching the surface of what's going to come because I was young once and everybody else was young once. And they remember they did things out of spite with their parents. So if you're beating them up now the way that Tyreek Hill is alleged to do, you got yourself a serious problem. But with the NFL, when we constantly have to make this decision, we constantly put it on each other. The thing that they don't allow us to do is allow us to be free of the complicated problems of real life. They force us to make very strong decisions based on ridiculousness of real life. In almost any other walk of life, you're cut out of the situation. You've messed up. You make our company look bad. We can no longer employ you. You are separated from from employment. In the NFL, they'll eventually get picked back up again. I'd like to say Tyreek Hill is not going to get another opportunity. I, I, I can't say that for certain. We know that. You see things on tape. Guys who do things on tape, they get other opportunities. And we don't care about it on Sundays as much as we do. In every walk of life, what you see is heinous. If it was your wife, if it was your girlfriend, if it was your child, if it was your relative, we always ask each other that because it's true. 
We don't want those people around us. We don't want to talk about those people. We don't want to defend those people. But when it comes to scoring touchdowns, we will. And what I point out is that we don't have to. You don't have to. The NFL does a lot of things right. They had the concussion issue. They moved on from that. Steroids in the 80s, that got swept under the rug. The NFL has been able to, because of the product, move forward and do a lot of things right. You could do the same thing with the Tyreek Hills of the world. You could do the same thing if you wanted to with Kareem Hunt. You could do the same thing with a lot of these guys. If you can't fit the mold, you don't deserve to have a job in this league. Everybody, yeah, everybody I know deserves a second chance. People are different from the time they're 25 to 35 to 55 to 75. Got it. Know it. Doesn't mean that you have the right, underline that word, doesn't mean you have the right to make a massive living in the NFL, and it doesn't mean you have the right to make me have to choose where my moral compass is. And it's not even the players who put you in this situation. The players should be held accountable for their own actions. But it's the NFL who puts you in this situation where we have to have strong conversations about whether or not we condone practices that we know we don't condone as a society. That's why we put these people on blast. That's why we make these things relevant on social media. You and I know damn well we don't condone this as a society. But in sports, and in especially in the NFL, we have to. What Tyreek Hill is alleged to do is sick. I can't say anything more about the alleged to do and my beliefs on what I think he did do according to this audio recording because it can be used in a court of law. I can't just say that the guy's guilty because I can't say that the guy's guilty. But the NFL can also look at this and say, you've put yourself in a horrific situation. You have put us in a horrific situation. Veach acted appropriately with Kansas City. He said that he was suspended from team activities until this all gets settled. The NFL can do the same. The NFL can act justifiably so and look at it and say, you've drafted Patrick Mahomes for a reason for football. You've drafted your quarterbacks for reasons to be able to get over these things. The world will continue to spin without these guys wearing the jerseys and quote-unquote playing for the shield when you're supposed to be defending the shield and not making your fans question you for a league that does everything that's best for business. Promotion, better than anybody else out there. Maybe the NBA is able to do it better. But promotion, as good as anything else out there. The television rights. Now we hear that the next time the TV rights are coming up, CBS and Fox and ESPN and NBC, it's going to be a draft. No more NFC games on CBS or on on Fox, and no more AFC games on CBS. It's going to be a draft, and we could maybe watch that go down. How incredible is that for anybody who's into that sort of thing? And you're still focused on it. We still have to focus our attention on this. It's utterly ridiculous. Tyreek Hill, for what I believe, probably did a heinous thing and has no business being in society, let alone being in the NFL, and has no business making me have to have a conversation with dummies out there because there are dummies out there. Well, if he's cut by the Chiefs, I wonder what he could do for my favorite team. You shouldn't have to have to wonder about that. We talk about serious things all the time. Life is a serious issue. You have serious things that you have to deal with. You watch the news. You see terrifying stories, heartbreaking stories of real life, terrible, dramatic stuff. If you want drama, there are plenty of places to go. 
Why do you go to sports? To escape. So we can argue whether or not guys deserve second chances. We need second chances in America. They deserve second chance. You can have a second chance. I'm not saying you can't be a custodian. I'm not saying if they're willing to give you a second chance, you can't work at a fast food restaurant. You can't do go do some other walk of life. But in the NFL, when you do something so public, when you make a fine living from it, regardless of whatever the health risks are, you make a certain 1% living that other people are not able to bring in, that's a privilege. That's not a right. And the NFL continuously puts you in a situation where we have to have a conversation and try to make each other look bad based on based on a person's terrible, disgusting decisions. So here we are on the day of the draft, day three, and this news comes out, and we're excited about the possibilities coming up here in seven minutes about who's going to be taking rounds four through seven and whether or not there's any gems, and we'll hear the stories, and they'll start to have people at the aquarium, and they'll have the bottlenose dolphins show up the pick for Miami and do whatever they do when they make these choices. But always lurking in the background is an ugliness. Why? Because the NFL lets you have the ugliness. If they take it away, it makes for a better product for all of us. Up next, I tried to tell you last week, Russell Wilson's just the Matt Stafford of the NBA. It's Ken Carmen on CBS Sports Radio. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 